Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, episode 23. We are emanating from 23rd and Vine on East Carson Street. I call it Pittsburgh's Bourbon Street near the Birmingham Bridge. And once again, Mr. Cren is on the road with a very funny man and a Pittsburgh area guy, Mark Eddy. Guys, how's it going? How was the comedy fest? It was unbelievable, Larry. We had such a great time. Sold out shows every night. In San Luis Obispo, uh, made a lot of great contacts, yeah, a lot of industry people. It was a lot of fun. Literally every single show was sold out, and they had a waiting list of people outside hoping that there would be room, and they made standing room in all the rooms that we played. It was really well attended, and it was just a beautiful little little uh, Central Coast uh, town, San Luis Obispo, wine country all around us beaches it was really unbelievable wasn't it it was more importantly it was, it was, guys uh, was, hey did, did they laugh yes well you know what it's funny <laughs> sheila uh you know these guys all have netflix specials and showtime specials and uh and i had to follow a guy who was a joe rogan uh, show and hbo and and he just obliterates the room and i'm up next i'm like i'm like mark get the car let's get out of here i can't go <laughs> but fortunately it went well well it went extremely well once again jim's being very humble he crushed every single show we had awesome shows we had really good audiences though that really helps you know they were willing willing participants they were it was wonderful it yeah was, i think a lot was. of people just happy to start getting out and we're feeling that on every level i'm glad it went well when are you going to return jim Cren to us mark Oh, I think you're scheduled uh, for Saturday. We got some things lined up. Uh, we're going to do a show here in L.A. tonight uh, at a venue. And then uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to do some uh, uh, some running around, doing some other uh, uh, friends. Pod. We're going to we'll be hanging out with Craig Shoemaker. The Love Master. The Love Master. <laughs> He's hysterical. <laughs> and uh, just having a great time, man. This is this is what, what it's all about, man. When Jim comes out here. He just ignites me. We've been doing some writing sessions, he and I, writing some new material, having some fun. I'm writing some new songs. It's it's just, we're having a blast. Yeah, we're going to plan a big show uh, for Mark and I sometime in May. We'll be announcing uh, figuring out a venue. I'll let you come back. I'll let you go back to Pittsburgh next week. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mark. Well, you guys thanks. aren't the only ones traveling. Sheila is about to head to the Arnold Classic in Columbus, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger's big, I think it's 32 years plus now that... Mm -hmm. He has this body sculpting, weightlifting. Of course, I've been out there. Of course. Sheila has. Competing. <laughs> no, I actually Larry, interviewed have, Larry, Arnold at the Arnold real, Classic about Bruno. You have, to tell, you have to tell a story real quick about Arnold in the elevator story. It's killer. I know you may have mentioned it before, but you just got to give it a real. Yeah, so I originally story. went out there one year to interview Arnold about Bruno San Martino, and we were staying in the headquarters hotel, and Arnold came out to do this introduction to Bruno for the International Sports Hall of Fame. I was so pumped up to be able to have this opportunity to interview him. Then they said, I'm sorry, Arnold's gone. He's left the building, yada, yada, and I was so disappointed. Well, I went up to my room to get my phone charger on the ninth floor, 
And when I hit the elevator button to go back, the door opens, and there's Arnold Schwarzenegger with sunglasses, an unlit Cohiba cigar, and a man in the corner with a gun and a big badge. And I was so stunned that I said, oh, it looks like you gentlemen are busy. I'll take the next one. And Arnold says, get in. So I, I stepped in. I didn't know what to say. And I said, I, I'm sorry. It, you you kind of took me for a minute. You look like the Terminator. What floor? I said, I'm just going to the lobby. Uh, now I'm just trying to talk. And I said, well, I'm here from Pittsburgh with Bruno Sammartino. And he goes, I love Bruno Sammartino. Just then, the door opens. The, the lobby is packed. And they see what I saw. They're like, that's Arnold. And then there's always a Pittsburgh guy. A guy in the back says, What's Larry Richard doing, Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> and I stepped out. They were going down to the garage, and I said, I won't be back, and the door's closed. Now, this is a one-in-a-million, once-in-a-lifetime encounter. A month that. later, in Madison Square Garden at the WWE's Hall of Fame, Bruno's being inducted. Arnold flew all the way from a movie set from California just to do it. He walks into the dressing room. I'm the only one in there, and he's looking for Bruno. And he's looking around like the Terminator. And he looks at me, and he goes, I guess it's my line to say, I'll be back. And I'm like, he didn't just say that. There's nobody here to witness this. So meanwhile, unbeknownst to me, he goes out, and he talks to Bruno. And Bruno tells him the story of my elevator encounter. And so when he comes back in, Arnold says to me, to Bruno with me in earshot. I hope I didn't frighten your little friend. <laughs> Meanwhile, I felt like Herve Velichez from Fantasy Island. I got a picture between Bruno and Arnold. So anyway, Sheila is going to the Arnold Classic. Tell How do I follow that up? Well, Larry? tell Arnold I said story. hello. Oh, I yeah. And, uh, I, I, I didn't know you're I didn't know you're into that. What? I didn't know you're into the bodybuilding thing. Well, well look I, at I'm her. actually, I'm going, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to compete, and I'm going to bring Larry along with me. We're going to compete together. In the, in the old and gained 20 pounds COVID-19 era. <laughs> it's funny because they had us held up in the, when I went to interview him the next time for this documentary, they put us in the pump-up room behind the main stage. So before these competitors would go out on the stage they would oil up and they were oiling each other and pumping up the weights and when they'd see me i go i'm not competing you know and they were like they their eyes would turn like a puppy you know looking through a window and then finally this c parts and arnold comes with this entourage and he walks right up to me and he says i like your suit and i i go well thanks he you dressed up for me and i went yeah, as a matter of fact, Arnold, this is the best suit I have. And he goes, let's do it. He sat down and talked for five minutes uninterrupted about Bruno, and it's a big part of the film. And the, the big takeaway is Arnold Schwarzenegger saying about Bruno, this is the star of all stars, Bruno Zamatino. So now you'll know the background, Jimmy, when you see our Bruno documentary film. I love that story, and I love that you are known uh, forever as uh, Bruno's little friend to my Arnold. Well, little friend. I'll tell you, thank, thank you. You can remind us of that. I know you saw the film, so you know what I'm talking about. Meanwhile, it's, it's amazing. Mark Eddy, Jimmy Crenn are in 
Los Angeles. We got Sheila Hyland headed to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger in Columbus and pump up. And we're very honored to have Sam Moore with us here at 23rd and Vine. Sam is the executive director of the soon-to-be Moonshot Museum, which is getting a lot of love. And uh, Sam, welcome. I appreciate you coming in. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Where are you from? That's what every Pittsburgh sure, wants to know. Sure. So uh, I've been in Pittsburgh for five years, but I am not a, a an original Pittsburgh. Let me guess by his accent. What do you think, Sheila? I'm going to say Kansas. Ooh. Oh, well, then I might as well just say Nebraska then. Okay. St. Louis. So you're oh, in the right close. You're in the okay. right region really for sure. Midwest. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yep. And uh, how do you like Pittsburgh? Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Been here for five years. Can't imagine being anywhere else. Uh, we live in the north side, and so um, easy access to everything. Wonderful, walkable, bikeable. Couldn't ask for a better place to be. And guys, what you might not know is uh, Astrobotics, which is on the north side there, a new facility. They're sending stuff to the moon. The governor was there just taking a tour. And uh, Sam, that, that's all part of what many Pittsburghers might not know is space. Absolutely. From Pittsburgh. From we, Pittsburgh. We have a lot of space cadets. <laughs> But this is new, so tell us about the Moonshot Museum. Absolutely. So uh, Moonshot Museum, brand new museum in Pittsburgh's north side in the Manchester neighborhood. Uh, and we are tightly partnered with Astrobotic, which you mentioned. And Astrobotic this year, and just a few months from now, is going to become uh, the first private company to ever land on the surface of the moon. And their lander will be the first American spacecraft to be on the moon, to land on the moon since the end of Apollo 50 years ago, if you can imagine that. Has that been that long? It has been 50 wow. years Guys, since America last landed. What do you want to wow. send to the moon from Pittsburgh? <laughs> Got any ideas? Send a permani sandwich. Send a permani sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. We Pretty actually aliens. had a competition uh, a few years ago. We worked with the Heinz History Center, and, and a Kennywood token is going to the moon this year. Um, that's okay. what the choice of the choice of the community was was a big vote um, and, and a Kennywood token one it beat out a piece of Primani sandwich it beat out a piece of terrible towel there's a whole bunch of crazy things I would personally like to see a Yinzer card going up to the moon well fair we enough can, hey, we like can it. make that happen listen Jim I'm thinking though hey, if like you could get a Primani sandwich to the moon at least it would stay fresh it certainly yes, it would. would. Yeah, I mean, it would, uh, you know, it would, <laughs> I think it'd dry out pretty quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, you'd have freeze-dried primani, so it would last for a while. Just think of all the things that have been innovated the first time we all went to the moon. Uh, Tang. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? There were a bunch of innovations, and some of those came from Pittsburgh even back then. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think Pittsburgh has been contributing to the space race. You know, there's this rich tradition of innovation here. Um, without companies like the Alcoas and the PPGs and the Westinghouses of Pittsburgh, uh, we wouldn't have gotten to the moon the first time. Uh, and now, 50 years later, universities like Carnegie Mellon, companies like Astrobotic, suppliers across the region are, are getting ready to return us there. And, and we're right on the edge of, you're gonna see a lot of Pittsburgh in the news in 2022 because of our leadership um, in, in the space industry. I had no idea that we were in any way tied to the space industry. Yeah. This is fascinating. Yeah, well, that's so, amazing. Yeah, it is. And so you've got this museum that you're gonna be opening up. Correct. To, and this is exciting. If 
nobody has heard about this before. I mean, this is thrilling. Is there anything like it anywhere in the country? That is a great question, and the answer is no. So, so you are going to be able to visit Moonshot Museum, uh, which is tightly partnered with Astrobotics, so tightly that we're in the same building. So when you come to visit us, there's actually a wall of windows within the museum that will look in on Astrobotics, clean room, high bay space, where they're building spacecraft. There is no other place you can go in the country and watch spacecraft be built. If you know someone at Kennedy Space Center, you pay an extra fee, you can get a behind the scenes tour. Um, but certainly, you know, uh, anytime we're open, you're going to be able to come in and watch space happen, as well as interact with people who are doing that work, whether they be engineers or business people or marketers who are making the space industry tick. We're with Sam Moore, executive director of the Moonshot Museum here in Pittsburgh. Uh, Jimmy, Mark, you got any moonshot questions? I, I do, I do. I, I'm, I'm fascinated uh, by it. Will there be any type of simulation thing where we could experience what it'd be like in a capsule or anything like that at the at the museum? Absolutely. So uh, Astrobotic wow. builds robotic spacecraft. They're not sending people up, but you're going to be able to come to Moonshot Museum and go on a simulated lunar mission. So you'll tackle real challenges that space industry professionals face every day. Um, you're also going to encounter our, our particular focus is on middle and high school students. So they'll be able to come in and encounter real careers that exist in the space industry that are relevant to their interests so that they can really consider that as a path for themselves. Um, so we are very focused on kind of this immersive simulation, lunar lunar mission type simulations there. So you're going to have a, a very cool experience. In our first mission that we're going to launch with, you'll set up a permanent human settlement up on the surface of the moon and you'll find water and select a site for your settlement write the charter for your settlement, and then we'll have future missions that uh, you're solving crimes on the moon, you're setting up a, an entrepreneurial space company here on Earth. There's going to be all kinds of neat experiences that we're building. What would it look like if we were to someday live on the moon? <laughs> Yeah, Talk about that experience. that's a good question. Uh, we're thinking a lot about that now, and we're really not too far away from that, right? Uh, we're gonna NASA's goal is to return to the surface of the moon, people to the surface of the moon, put the per first uh, woman and person of color on the moon by the end of this decade. Um, we're talking now about um, space Sign stations, exactly. Yeah, we're talking now about space stations that are orbiting the moon, and so it's not a leap to think about what a base or a settlement might look like on the surface that's science focused. We got a lot more questions for Sam Moore, executive director of Moonshot Museum. Excited about what's happening in Pittsburgh, and I also want to share a story about my mother-in-law's encounter with a uh, autonomous alien? driving. Oh. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> autonomous driving vehicle. It's pretty funny. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland, episode 23 from 23rd and Vine on the South Side. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, who's in Los Angeles, California. I love that. Just LA, baby, with uh, comedian <laughs> and his good friend, Mark Eddy, who knows Pittsburgh as well as anybody. He's been on the left coast for about 20 years. Sheila Highland, Headed to Columbus to the Arnold Classic. Sam Moore's with us, executive director of the Moonshot Museum. Here in Pittsburgh, that's going to be opening. A lot of exciting things happen. I can't believe. So a few years ago, guys, my mother-in-law at the time was living in Florida. So I was driving her around. We were at a traffic light. And we see a Volvo with this apparatus on the roof. It's spinning. And uh, my mother-in-law says, what is that? 
I said, well, you're not going to believe it, but that car's driving itself. She, she goes, get out. And I'm like, no. I said, that's the latest technology. It's robotics, and this is the future. She just absolutely didn't believe me, thought I was crazy. And many people didn't realize Pittsburgh was this hub of artificial intelligence and this autonomous. I mean, we're one of the hub centers in the world for this kind of technology. And this also goes into exercise equipment. And Jim's out at Mark Eddy's house. He says he's discovered some edgy technology when it comes to equipment there, right? Everything is uh, uh, on the edge out here in Los Angeles. They want to be the first. And I walk into uh, Mark's uh, garage, he has his workout equipment, and he's hanging upside down like a bat. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm worried about it. I'm like, Mark, are you a vampire? Why are you hanging upside down like a bat? And it's, a, it's some sort of an... Inversion. Yeah, it's an inversion table. Yeah, man. It just kind of, you know, gets your gravity, helps out, you know, helps the joints. And, uh, and he's, got this, he's got this uh, yoga mat, and he's got the Peloton bike. I got a Peloton studio. Yeah, I'm, I got healthy. Bike. I'm healthier just from being around you. The dumbbells, the yoga mat. My wife is an athlete, okay? She's a former biker chick, my wife. <laughs> I married Pinky Tuscadero, okay? If you need a visual. <laughs> Not too far from the truth. She is absolutely stunning. And uh, she's an athlete. She always has been. She was a diver in college, a gymnast. And she stayed in incredible shape. She runs about, oh, average about six, seven miles a day. And unless she's training for a marathon, which she's actually done the Pittsburgh Marathon with her nieces. And uh, we just have a great time. But she's, she keeps me, you know, she's like, all right, all right, mister, time to work out. She looks at Jimmy. She's like, come on, Jimmy. Oh, I'm a project. You know, it's funny. It's like <laughs> even like uh, the restaurants out here, the waiters, uh, they like applaud me because my little beer gut. They look at me. If I order like, you know, I, I yesterday I said, I'll oh, organic chicken. They got good choice. You're an adult now. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I think you should both go out to the Arnold. You might learn something there. I'd love it. I'd love it. I'm, I'm friends with Larry, your little, my little friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny, Jim. That's going to stick. I doubt I'll ever meet Arnold Schwarzenegger again, but who knows? And Sam, what's your impressions of Pittsburgh coming from St. Louis and finding out you never imagined that you would be living in Pittsburgh working on space projects? I certainly did not. No, my background is in history museums, so it has been an interesting path to uh, to get, get here today. We actually moved uh, for a job at the Heinz History Center. And so coming from a city that is of a similar size, right, kind of a similar post-industrial moment in its history, um, what I'll say about Pittsburgh is that a lot of really smart stuff is happening here around science and technology. You know, we mentioned robotics. There is no better place really in the world to work than in Pittsburgh on robotics between the startup companies that are here, the university infrastructure that's here. Um, you know, our space company, our local space company, Astrobotic, has robotics in the name. Uh, and that's because that is their primary approach to space exploration is starting with really strong robotics. And they actually grew out of Carnegie Mellon. Um, so this is, a, this is a place that's on it in a lot of ways, is a very future focused, is very forward looking, um, and is really well positioned to lead in space, to lead in, like you're saying, AI and robotics and technology. Uh, this is the place to be. You said it's future focused. So look into a crystal ball for us. Tell us what you see in the next 
10, 20, 30, 40 years as far as space exploration? Absolutely. So 10, 20 years from now, we are going to be much more familiar with the moon than we are today. If you can, I, I think we've, we think about the moon as a place that we've been and that we know we've explored that, been there, done that. But the reality is that we have only spent as a species two weeks uh, on the surface of the moon with humans. Uh, two weeks altogether. That's how much time we've spent. We have so much to learn. We also have only visited the, the, the simplest parts of the moon. When, we, when Apollo went up, they chose very, very flat, bare, kind of desert-esque spots because they're the easiest places to land. The interesting stuff is at the poles, it's in the midst of mountains and caves. Um, and so we've got a lot of exploring to do. So 20 years from now, we're gonna know the moon a lot better. We're gonna have a permanent presence on the moon. Um, we're gonna have solved some big problems when it comes to the human body in space because if we wanna explore further than the moon and go to Mars, We've got to figure out how to deal with radiation and how our bodies handle zero g and our blood cells handle that um, so there is uh, a ton to learn and um, you know i think we're going to be much farther along not too long from now that's good to know because i've reached a point in my life and guys maybe you can relate where used to be when you're young and an athlete thinking of the arnold classic you know you would get sore after working out now you could be injured just by going to sleep you wake up and something's not right, and you're like, what happened? Like, what happened? You know, so hopefully this will work. I know, I just can't sleep work. like I used to. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mark, what's your wife's uh, name, full name? I want to give her full credit for being such a, uh athlete. Oh, she's amazing. Cindy Yasher Lazinski, that's her maiden name, or, you know, it was uh, – yeah, sure. But she's uh, Cindy, Cindy Lazinski. She's a top-notch realtor out here in uh, California also. I mean, calling my wife a realtor is like calling Michael Jordan a basketball player. <laughs> I mean, she is an all-star. She's a rock star. And I just love her. She's amazing. It's so refreshing <laughs> to hear a man talk that way about his oh, significant Mark, shut other. Up. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love years. it. I know. Cindy's probably listening well, now. And three, <laughs> we were joking the other day about... Married. Uh, Fat Tuesday, and we were talking about with a friend of ours that's from New Orleans who knew all the ins and outs of Mardi Gras, and he says, well, Fat Tuesday's like the farewell to flesh. And then he said it two, three times, and it hit me like a lightning bolt. I realized my wife is part Cajun because she said farewell to flesh quite some time ago that it had nothing to do with Mardi Gras. Think about it. It'll... <laughs> It'll come to you at a later time. Got, it'll come to you. You got to wait for that one. Yeah. I'll Let that been, simmer. I've been, my wife. I've been married to my wife 33 years, and I tell everybody I've been married to 33 different women. She's amazing. Every year, <laughs> constantly evolving, my wife. That's a very good point. Wow. You know what? You've earned points for the next 20 years. Oh, Sheila you, loves You are in like flow. Mark Eddy, Sheila's all looking. <laughs> Listen to Mark. You'll be telling your friend, I will Andy. Be, I'll be like, well, no, Andy does a great job. He's, yeah, okay. he's you know, very supportive. So, well, I don't know how we got sidetracked. That's my fault. Sam Moore is the executive director of the Moonshot Museum. What is going to be on that first shot? And when is that going to happen? When can we all get ready to root for this? 
All kinds of stuff. Um, so Astrobotic, as a commercial company, has contracts with NASA. They also have contracts with six other nations. So uh, when when Astrobotic lands on the moon this year, they'll actually double the number of countries from Earth who have been to the surface of the moon. They've got a number of commercial contracts as well. Um, they're flying things like high-tech scientific instruments from NASA, as well as some novelty items that uh, a Japanese soft drink company has purchased space on the lander. Um, the other thing that will be up there that I'm particularly excited about is through a partnership with Penn State University, the hopes of thousands of kids from all over the world are going up on board the lander. Uh, the Hope Moonshot program had kids write their hopes and dreams for the future. Uh, we captured digital images of those and are sending all of those up on the lander as well. And that's something we're going to continue once Moonshot Museum is open. Wow. Well, so what? tell us more about what they'll actually do when they get on the moon. And they walk out on the moon. Again, we haven't moonwalked yeah. since, well, I was going to say Michael Jackson, but actually. How big <laughs> is this years. first thing? So the first one, this this Peregrine lander is a, a robotic lander. It's about, I would say, about 10 feet tall, about six feet wide. Um, Astrobotic is also sending another lander next year that's about 20 feet wide, much, much larger lander. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the mission, there are a few different missions on this one um, that range from measuring radiation to taking a look at the lunar regolith, the, the, the moon dust, so to speak. There's also a rover from Carnegie Mellon that's going to be the first universe created rover to ever explore the surface of the moon again from right here in Pittsburgh um, and uh, uh, one of the first missions really one of the first focuses in moon exploration is we are pretty sure nearly hundred percent sure that there's water ice on the moon and now we need to go actually find it we need to get some of it and need to learn a lot more about the water ice that's there because once we have water on the moon we can do a whole lot of things and when again is the first launch so we'll launch uh, astrobotic will launch their mission later this year um, and uh, that's what I can say because if there's one thing I've learned in my limited time in the space industry it's that um, sometimes those those uh, launch windows are moving targets but later this year it'll happen in 2022 and what about the museum so museum launches in October so we're gonna open the first week of October of this year um, you know, front row seat to the space industry and we're really really excited to finally be able to welcome the community in that wow. is so exciting that it's right here in Pittsburgh. Right here in Pittsburgh. Guys on the left coast, any further moon questions? I'm excited just hearing this because it's in Pittsburgh. A lot of people out here still think we're a steel town. And I have to tell them, no, we're techie. We're robotics. 100%. <laughs> and you say it just like that. Full, full yeah, Pittsburgh. Like that. Uh, yeah. We're one of the main. We're doing shots on the main. Yeah, you, you were probably surprised, Sam, when you moved here and found out we had a Mars and we have a moon. And uh, and there's an Apollo as well. That's right. That's that's right. right. <laughs> there's, I forgot about Apollo. Set. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a peregrine. Uh -huh. It's a falcon that lives on the old steel building. Uh, yes. What would you want to know about Pittsburgh? Because we, we, we're here for you. Oh gosh, uh, great question. Um, I need I'd need a second to think on that. The the I've I've never been to Twenty Third and Vine before, so this is a you know I've already already learned a little something new. I'm gonna have to. Come it's back. a cool vibe. It's a wine bar. I came yes. on Saturday okay. night, and uh, with Bob Bazzelli, one of the owners, Lou Caputo, and they have a new manager. Dave's actually upstairs, so it's a cool vibe. Very relaxed. Big trucks go by. Um, <laughs> We have some, we're kind of a foodie town, guys. Mark, you've discovered that over the years since you've been out bouncing back and forth for 20 years. Mark Eddy with us in his home in Los Angeles, which is 
very similar to the Kardashians in size. Um, <laughs> Mark, are you surprised too uh, when you see what Pittsburgh has done? Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, just I I can't get enough of Pittsburgh food just all my favorite places i mean everywhere i just i just can't get enough of it when i come back and i and i and i do i gotta i gotta be honest i do i gain a couple of pounds every time i come back i gotta get some i gotta get some pittsburgh pizza i gotta get some of that i gotta get some permanis i gotta get it you know there's just those those staples those regular places that you go to only pittsburgh can't go can't get a good hug yeah yeah signature <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you can't, Jimmy. You can't get a good hoagie. No. We got to send uh, Sam Moore over to, and it's just a couple of blocks up. Have you ever eaten at Stagioni's? I have not. This is a little place that is spectacular. Do you remember that, Jim? We had that dinner, and you live around the corner, and you're like, oh my God. Absolutely. It was awesome. We love it. Great Italian. Great. Every There's a million restaurants that are great over there. Fish, Stagioni's. It's fantastic. Well, well we're excited and. The Moonshot Museum is going to be a big hit. And I did see when you had the governor visiting uh, on top of the roof, you have a space there. And eventually there'll be a, some type of lander there yeah, that you'll be exactly able to right. see from Heinz Field. So we've got a great view. There's a there's a roof deck on the uh, on top of the campus where you can you've got this unique north side skyline view that I'd never seen before. Um, and uh, yeah, there's going to be a 30 foot tall lunar lander sculpture on top of the building. You're going to be able to see it wow. uh, really as kind of an icon, a new icon, a new landmark for Pittsburgh. Um, that, you know, the, the Goodyear blimp, that's uh, you've got Heinz Field in the foreground and, and Pittsburgh going to the moon in the background with that lander. Wow. How did this wow. all come about, Sam? The, the idea of the the space museum here sure. and, and, and choosing Pittsburgh. And what is this like to put this all together. Yeah. So, I mean, Astrobotic grew up out of Carnegie Mellon. They started in a one-room office above a bagel shop in Shadyside uh, to employing, you know, nearing 200 people in the north side of Pittsburgh in the largest lunar logistics facility in the world here in Pittsburgh in the north side. Um, and what's really been exciting for me, because I work for the nonprofit, I lead the nonprofit museum side of the operation, is um, Astrobotic um, has committed to Pittsburgh. They've said, we are from Pittsburgh, we grew up here, we're gonna stay here, we're gonna invest here, and we're gonna welcome the community in to see our work. That is really unusual for an aerospace technology company. Um, and that's why I'm really excited to be partnered with them. I'm really excited to have the community in, and it has been a journey unlike any other uh, right to set up a brand new museum from the ground up for it to be focused on space in Pittsburgh has been really exciting well we can't thank you enough and very excited Sam Moore executive director of the Moonshot Museum on the north side and we have Mark Eddy and Jim Kren out in Los Angeles guys we'll let you go what are you doing to you you have more shows to do you said this weekend show, yeah show tonight then we're doing a Craig Shoemaker podcast tomorrow then I Get home on Saturday, so bring home some warm weather. I hope. Yeah, and I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back in April, doing a couple of shows, charity event in Weirton, West Virginia, on the twenty second of April, and uh, nineteen North, little venue down in Washington, PA, on Saturday, April twenty third, uh, and more dates to come. So stay tuned. Well, Mark, when you get to town, we'd love to see you, Jimmy. Safe travels, brother. Always appreciate you and you guys getting up early for us. Thank you. 
Thanks, guys. See you guys. All right. Love Sam, you guys. Bye. You take care. Thanks so much. Come see us again. Absolutely. Maybe we could do we a open. show from your place down the road. Would love to do it. And uh, we'll be back with more Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. Episode 23. We've got Scott Mervis going to tell us all about the great shows coming to Pittsburgh. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, and we want to thank the guys at 23rd and Vine on East Carson Street near the Birmingham Bridge for letting us hang out. Bob Bazzelli, Luke Caputo, who are the uh, restaurateurs or the wine connoisseurs. The wine connoisseurs, yeah. yes. I just realized it's our 23rd episode and we're doing it at 23rd and Vine. So. I'm sure that means something. I'm not sure what. What? But it doesn't. Yeah. So I'm excited. <laughs> Our next guest is a frequent flyer with us. We love Scott Mervis, Post-Gazette. He's been doing that for you know, three decades. I love you have one of the coolest jobs in the world. I'm, so I'm told. Well, I know it's a job. It doesn't always feel that way. You don't believe it? Right. It doesn't always feel that way. So it's not as glamorous as it but looks. But there are shows yeah. that you go to that oh. you probably don't really want to see, and then you got to write about them. And then there's probably shows where, like, this is – then yeah. in, you're in the moment, and then you feel like – I've self-actualized. This yeah. is what and, I was you know, meant to do. I'm not going to complain about my job, but you know, I, I get, I'll get a text from friends like, "Hey, we're tailgating before the show. You want to stop by?" And you know, like <laughs> my friends are all like, "Maybe they're having fun at a show," and I'm like, "Dude, like I, I can't do stuff like that." It's like me you know, uh, with the Steeler games. Work for me, you know. It's so, <laughs> so when everybody's there enjoying the show, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to write. All right. Well, I know, you know we, want to, put, so I, we want to talk about the shows. About that. I got you. We want to talk about the shows, but I just want to dial back for one. You were there. I read your yeah your critique of Journey yeah. and Toto. Yeah. First of all, when Steve uh, Lukather, the guitarist for Toto, yeah. announced to the crowd, "Hey guys, it's been two point four years since we performed." Yes. Live. Yeah. With an audience. Yeah. He went, he did the decimal system on At that. Two point yeah. four. I was or like, eight or so. Was, was like it two a, and a yeah. third? Were you there? Was that, yeah, okay. I was there. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have missed that one. Okay. I always wanted to see Journey. Yeah. From back in the day, but I thought that was a, a moment because the crowd was like, "Yeah, man, we're happy to be here too. We're happy you're here," and they seemed genuinely excited to be performed. Did you notice yeah, that? You know, there's been so many shows um, that I've gone to in the past, like since everything started in what, July of 21 again, with like James mm -hmm. Taylor being the first thing, big thing back here again, where there's just, a, there's still this feeling of like we're back and, you know, it's live music. And some people are still just going to their first big concerts, you know, and uh, it there is this feeling of bands like so happy to be playing yeah. for people again and i think we're still in that in that sort of honeymoon period of it being back i was it, just at imagine but, yeah. dragons and How was I, it? oh it was fabulous fabulous like they, they put on such a great show that and was really good it was packed yeah and you know what was great too there were a <clears> lot of younger kids because there was nothing there in that show that they couldn't listen to. There was no swearing. You, you know, nobody was taking off their clothes. Yeah, it was. A, it was a really great show. Yeah, they. I find them to be better live than than I, than they are on record. But you know, yeah, I they, thought I there mean, was a stretch was a in, nice, the, in the but, city where we had Reba McIntyre on a yeah. Thursday. Then we had Darius yeah. Rucker 
over at the Benetton on a Friday. Then we had Nentoto and Journey on the February Tuesday. February was insane. It, I think there were like five or six arena shows in February, which is, I don't think that has ever happened. Really? In the history of the arena. There's no way huh. we ever had five I or six. I didn't think of it that way. No, there's no way we had five or six arena shows in February. And there was January ones, too. Um, usually things don't really pick up until we get into the, sp to the spring. But, you know, all these bands sat out for... Right, seventeen months. They need to work too. And now everybody wants to be out there. At the I was same looking time. at the ticket prices just for Journey and Toto, and I was trying to do the math that, that they make a hell of a lot of money. And I got an issue with not you. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I have an I issue with the processing fees that these companies tack on to the ticket price. Yeah, and, and that's why Garth Brooks took all that internal because he was going to make sure. The ticket price we give you is the price, not till you get to the end and before you click purchase. Yeah, what is this like $26 per ticket for processing? Fees. And that was a Again, ticket We always mention our buddy Rich Angler, but as he will tell you, that the artist now, like going back the last decade or so, the artist has pretty much taken the everything. Every, everything. And then the you know the promoter is getting what the, the house, the, 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 and the venue, are getting everything, the ancillary things. So these fees right. is the cut for the promoter, I would, is it? you know. And yeah. just, a, so. just a word of caution, if and, you and do the that, ticket seller. make sure you're doing it with a really recognizable, like if it says that the concert's through Ticketmaster, then go through Ticketmaster because mm. some of those others tack those fees on and they can make them basically anything they want. It's yeah. just a heads up on that. Yeah. I've I've made I've made that mistake yeah, actually, me too. Larry. <laughs> All right. You know what I do? I don't buy tickets. I get the tickets. But what if you go right up to the box office? Does that still happen? Well, that's a great question because if you go old school, and here's the Is thing: there they, a box office. They make yeah, it. Yeah, you, well, yeah. You can walk. Well, I don't know with yeah. COVID. We used to sleep out all night in right, front of the to arena get tickets. to get tickets. Now they you, you have, have to, to be first in line, and you have to do some digital tickler to yeah. buy at a sack Zach certain price, and they give. Some people early bids if you're American Express and right. some show. I mean, city card members. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. you you bring up a good point. And then when you buy online, they want you to do the mobile ticket. And they act like they're doing you a favor, and then there's a fee and for that. I'm like, what are they charging me for? It's it doesn't cost them a thing to shoot that ticket to me. Right. Okay. And the other thing I was wondering, yeah. it used to be you could walk up and you buy you could buy a ticket from some person standing there. You on, can't do that anymore. You know that that's But now it's on your phone. That's right? another now great it's point. On the phone. They basically have eliminated that, which is part of why At they probably did venues, it. Yeah. May maybe. You still see the scalpers out there though, somewhat. Um, and speaking the, the, of the the t-shirt when I was coming out of I think it was Journey, the t-shirt sellers outside the arena. They were right. They came right into the vestibule. They came right into the little lobby area. They were freezing. <laughs> it was cold out. <laughs> Once we got to the end of the show, I, I was, was going to say, I you know, speaking of standing in line, a few months ago I went to get Hamilton tickets, and they said you are number ten thousand two hundred thirty-six oh in line. <laughs> oh, did you get them? I got them through a friend because, uh, yeah, I, I, there was no way I was going to get tickets. Ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah, there, aren't, there weren't that many performances mm -hmm. that would get no, 10,000 people show, in there. Uh, people want to see it, and they're paying crazy numbers, like 400 bucks a ticket for the orchestra pit. I yeah, mean, I'm not paying that much, no, I, yeah. but I'm going to see them on Saturday. Or it, oh, you're going. It, not Look then. at you going to so see Journey. Arnold. What did you? I, I thought it was out. a hot mess. 
You know I'm what? sorry to say, and, I thought Toto sounded smooth, Toto professional. Was great. And then Journey comes out, and, and I felt like the they place. were they were com- playing against each other. Like I, they couldn't hear I agree. The, the other people in the band. And when I read your uh, post critique, I'm like, he's right on. Because yeah. it took them a while. They, they got in there, and there was a little too much of the uh, guitar solo stuff at times. It's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. It was I, a I, long show. I grimaced a lot during that show. Like I had this look on my face. Did you? Like I was like, Ugh. like that note, like the notes bad or the that came in too loud and yeah, you know, Toto just, sounded like smooth. They You're were right. Slick. They were like, and glass. usually it's the other way around. You know, you have the 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 opening, opening band act. doesn't get as good a sound check. Well, they don't get as good sound. Mm-hmm. To their, so, you know, I don't know, not but, to make excuses but, for Journey, but they patched that group together, and that was their first. This was their opening tour. Was Pittsburgh opening night so they i'm sure they'll work some of that out but they did play vegas in december for like eight dates or something like that oh did they yeah well they didn't work it out yeah (laughs) all right maybe they were doing other stuff in vegas (laughs) post gazette's music critic all right let's talk about oh i thought we were done no oh no we just started scott what are you you talking about you got work to do I want to know. We ran out the clock. No, oh, no, 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 no. Not Do so you fast. Leave? You got to go. I just there's not that there's not that much to say about oh, March. Oh, but there's stuff coming up though. You know okay. what March there, is. To let me, me let me say this about March. Um, one of the things that people were going to be very happy about is the return of live music for St. Patrick's Day, because for the last couple years, right? You know this this all started right before St. Patrick's Day, right? And everybody was planning their you know their their shows for. Basically, the Saturday before yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Basically, shut down that week. Shut down that week. It shut down, I think, March 12th, um, right when South by, remember South by Southwest announced mm-hmm. it was canceled. And then, like, within a day, everything, the parade, you know. So all this stuff is coming back live um, this year. And the, the biggest drawing act of St. Patrick's Day in Pittsburgh is Bastard Bearded Irishman. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Bastard bearded Irishman. You're not familiar with bastard bearded Irishman? No, and I should no, be. Come on, I'm part Larry. Irish. Seriously? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, they are they are They've like sort of. Where before. do they emanate from? Where do they em- Pittsburgh? <laughs> I they're just Pittsburgh love that band. word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're a Pittsburgh band, and they are they're like a sort of a Celtic punk band along the lines of Celtic a Celtic punk, punk band. band. Yeah, like the Dropkick Murphys or something like that. Okay. okay, so they're Pittsburgh's okay. Dropkick. Kick Murphy. All right. If you if you have a or flog, or flogging Molly, they're All in right. that genre of Celtic punk, and they do a big every year they would do a big blast at the uh, at the Rex Theater. I love the I love which the is Rex. now gone. What is, what is it now? They're they've been remodeling. It's supposed to be Enclave. Enclave, which is going to be a dance club, primarily with with some live stuff. Which but brings us to a, a big fire question. That, there was a fire. And then yeah. they condemned the building or something. They've done a lot of work, obviously, to bring it up to code. They're yes. still working on it. They're still working on it, I believe. This yeah. brings up a very interesting topic. Now, Jim Crenn wants to wear a T-shirt. It's always Starlight to me. <laughs> Sheila, you asked. Yeah, I had to ask. I said, is it Niagara Pavilion? You said no. How many different names has that venue had over Let's the see. years? Let's there see. Coca-Cola. There was Coca-Cola Star Lake. And we always uh, we got we were we got an email anytime we didn't say Coca Cola in front of Star Lake because you had to get that that sponsor in there. Mm-hmm. And then it was and then there was the Post Gazette Post Gazette, Post-Gazette. Pavilion, Pavilion. Pavilion. Yeah. which was extremely awkward for for you for me 
Because if you wanted to Bec- rip some artists, you would have to say. Or the other way around. If you gave a positive review and someone uh, would like, say, oh, well, you own the venue. I'm like, no, we don't own the venue. <laughs> You're not, we're not reviewing our own shows. All right. And then what was it? First, first Niagara and then Key Bank. And now there's no uh, paid names, yeah, naming They backed sponsor. off because nobody knew what was going to happen. So it was hard for them to get money not knowing but things are looking up overall. Uh, we'll have something like the Moonshot Museum, you know, amphitheater. So, yeah. so the big, big show in March for me yep. is March 26th. Yeah, I, 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 knew that, I knew that was coming. The Eagles. Yeah. Oh. Are they worth seeing? Yes. The Eagles are worth seeing. It's have funny you seen oh, I have not. No, I didn't realize they were coming March 26th. Also, I promise you, out, yeah. the sound will be immaculate for the Eagles. Yeah, they're they sticklers, work, right? They will work that out. Like they, yeah, they are sticklers for for details like that. Well, Jimmy Crenn introduced me. Not to Joe Walsh. No, probably he. He's not necessarily there. a stickler for and anything. And Vince Gill. <laughs> yeah, Vince Gill, Deacon Fry, son of Glenn. Yeah. Um, uh, which is that obviously missing Glenn Fry. He he was the voice of some of their songs, but yeah. very much a part of the group. And uh, yeah, like Take It Easy. Yeah, I was a fan of his. So it'll be interesting that his son's doing uh, the shows. This is um, this is probably what their second time coming with him. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot of vocals. Deacon like right. Vince Gill handles the majority, if I remember, of Glenn Fry's vocals. And I'm a big fan then, of Don Henley. Oh yeah, you know Don is. Yeah, he's he's good, man. He's good. I love some people song. hate the Eagles. That's one of those things. Is people some people hate the Eagles, as Why? you know, like the Big Lebowski. Like I've always wanted to know, see them. Became a meme of yeah, hating I thought the Eagles. most people really loved the Eagles. So you haven't seen the Eagles? No. And you hadn't seen Journey? No. I'm deprived. That's because you were working mornings. Yeah, it's killing me. Is that why? I'm yeah. going. This is on a Saturday, so. Yeah, it'll be slick. You know, I'm it's funny. Stay they, up to eleven. They Woo. said. Well, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be out by eleven. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be, you'll be the home Journey by show was really long. Yeah, they put a DJ in front of the first band just to get for the crowd. no reason well, they, at they, all. That's cool to do that. If but do it early. Be- Don't like hold before, the whole show up. Yeah, right. TJ the right. DJ. Yeah, he did a nice job, but it he started after the show was supposed to start, and then the yes. show got overlaid. I noticed in Pittsburgh on a Tuesday night, people started getting antsy. Do you notice they started? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I mean, for one thing here, you're about to listen to Toto play for an hour, Journey play for two hours. You're about to listen to three hours of music. You don't really need a DJ to play really, really loud. It was real loud. It's just like pound your ears for like a half hour. That was to soften them up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So any other. Maybe that's why Journey didn't sound good. Maybe our ears were damaged. (laughs) But, you know, when I wrote that, I'm like, is it maybe it's just where I'm sitting? You know, no, I heard I always have a few people that, that went to the concert and I heard the same thing that yeah. you both are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But that Toto was fabulous. Yeah, they were great. All right. Any other except for Georgie Porgy that Georgie Porgy song. Yeah. Not a big they, fan. No, Africa no. went killed. Yeah. That was their final number. Yeah. That Georgie Porgy chorus goes on <laughs> way longer than it should. All right. Any other must see shows in March? Must see shows in March. I mean there's there's a uh Gary Newman is coming oh, to yeah. to the Thunderbird, which is really cool because, like, I mean, you remember sp- Gary Newman from yeah, back sure. in the New Wave days? It's really weird to have him play a club. You know what I mean? Just, and I saw Gary Newman play Altar Bar. I was like, right, right in the front. He stands there. He plays guitar at the mic, and it, it was fan. He's 
you know, he's one of the old new wave. When is that? He's fantastic. Um, that show is March 18th at the Thunderbird. Um, and then Alice Cooper is coming to Heinz Hall of all places. Oh, that would be can interesting. You, can you imagine? I wouldn't mind Can seeing you imagine um, back in the day, Alice Cooper playing Heinz Hall? No. Or any rock star playing Heinz Hall? I think they should bring the, the Pittsburgh Symphony to be behind him. Hey, they brought back the Pittsburgh Ballers. <laughs> They could hey. probably do like Only Women Bleed with the Pittsburgh Symphony, something like that. <laughs> that would be great. Hey, so going <clears> back to, um, I was going to say Niagara Pavilion, but it's not <laughs> Starlake. No, it's going to be. Going back to Starlake. People Lake. called it that anyway. <laughs> Pfizer's going to sponsor it. It's called the Viagra Pavilion. Oh, it's the Larry Richard Unfiltered Starlake. Uh, I understand that they ha- now have a plan where you can spend, I think it's under uh, 200 bucks yeah. and get lawn seats. Plus fees. Pretty much all, the, plus plus $1,000 <laughs> in fees to all the shows. Is plus that right? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a good deal. Yeah, it's 199 for a lawn pass for every show. Now, there aren't that many that are, are announced yet, but I think that by There'll the time we get to summer, I'll bet there will be almost 30 announced well the one things for sure you can read all about it with scott mervis who's toiling at every concert for the the post gazette scott we appreciate as always seeing you thank you thanks for having me and you were dead spot on your critique of journey in toto so you know i i looked at um you know i i looked to see what's getting clicked on the post gazette site and i'm seeing this journey review just blowing up with clicks and I'm thinking, and I don't like to read the comments because I I don't want to know. Right, I know. But we, I'm curious. Like, we know what that go- feeling. What's going on with this review that so many people are clicking on? You think maybe you said something completely ridiculous that you know that people were, they were just freaking out about? I, I don't know what it was. It was just, oh, you didn't read it. No, I well, didn't, I'll I didn't tell you. Read it, but I I think that uh, they probably you know. agreed with you, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to thank okay. Scott Mervis, Post Gazette. Marcello, who's here helping Jim Potolsky, our engineer, who does a phenomenal job. Our producer is Dick Roberts. Thanks to the guys at 23rd and Vine, Bob Bazzelli, Lou Caputo, and we have uh, Dave's the new manager. Did you meet Dave, Sheila? Um, I did on the way in. All right, yes. you're going to the Arnold Classic? I'm going to the Arnold Classic. Tell I will Arnold, not be competing, however. Tell Arnold I said hello. <laughs> I will. If you see him. And, oh, uh, yeah, we're going to have dinner together tonight. Safe yeah, travels, so. and uh, Jimmy will be back from La La Land for our next episode. You'll meet uh, Buffalo Rose, a local folk mm. group yeah. that has been invited to South Southwest, which is a huge yeah. deal, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is, yeah. I'm anxious to meet those There's guys. There's two Pittsburgh acts going there. I hear, uh, do you, who's the other one? Ferdinand the Bull. All right, Ferdinand the Bull. Are they going to play here? Buffalo. Just, are they going to perform? Rose. Well, we're going to talk. I, Jim knows these guys, so we'll, yeah. we're working out a contract. Not Great all. harmonies in that group. All right. Okay. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for taking some time. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. Episode 23 is in the books That's a wrap. Go to kdkradio.com or download the Odyssey app. It's free, A-U-D-A-C-Y.